0: welcome to the Wayfinders Podcast. And I actually am joined here with Inspector Kim Poslowski. And uh, before we get it going any further, I'll just have you introduce yourself.
1: Uh, yeah, so my name is Kim Pazlowski. I'm the detachment commander in Airdrie currently. Um, I've uh, got 23 years of service i've spent uh time in both bc and alberta um half of my service has been operational and half of his half of it has been in um, plain clothes or investigational type uh, services
0: wow so that's a long career i mean and and, and climbing the ranks i mean that mean and that bridges a uh, multi multiple changes in our philosophy and law enforcement first responding i mean. The RCMP in and of itself has gone through uh, massive changes that I, I've seen only as an outsider.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This topic of conversation uh, didn't really exist 23 years ago when I first w- first joined. And now it's uh, it's definitely in the forefront of, of a lot of people's minds.
0: Oh, uh, and uh, I think we can all be grateful for that, that, that at least we can have these open conversations without be behind closed doors. You know, and kind of the re- reason why we're even doing this is trying to share stories to, for those who still feel the shame of, of, of a mental um, or an operational stress injury. And, and that's really what we need to change the language to for everyone is it's an operational stress injury. Yes. Um, so what made you want to get involved with this particular initiative here at the Wellness Retreat? Uh,
1: well, this Wellness Retreat fits in very well with uh, what we've been doing at the detachment and with our organization, with the RCMP. Um Officer wellness or member wellness is what we ca- call it. Mm-hmm. is uh, of paramount importance. If we if our police officers aren't well, they're not going to be doing a a good job. They might be off work, that kind of thing. Um, and so helping them be well has been a real focus of my leadership at, at the detachment, but also within the RCMP.
0: So for those of us not familiar with the, you know the, the hierarchy of, of the RCMP, as an inspector, we you know the layperson understands you know that that's a higher up in the in the chain but what does that entail for you as um as a leader within that organization uh w- what does that look like how would you explain that to a lay person
1: so i would explain it to a layperson that uh, i'm the chief of police in airdrie um and that i have about 114 employees uh working for me uh oh, yeah. so that's a, that's it's a quite a big team
0: yeah and and, and what kind of geographic area are you're responsible for I me mean, that's got it's got to be a big piece of ground
1: uh, yeah, right now uh, we go from uh, just north, just north of Calgary, all the way to almost out to uh, like past Linden. So that's quite a. It's probably a hour and a half uh, yep. north to south, east to west kind of location.
0: Wow! So you got this huge geographic spread. You have a range of um, pressures. Um, we have urban, suburban, rural. The Absolutely. whole me- the, the meeting match because the urban spills over. You know, you know the problems in Calgary. I mean, they don't just stay confined to the city limits, unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately, and,
0: yeah, well, I want to
1: teach CPS how to keep their criminals in CPS territory. <laughs> That's what we really need to do. Well, well, yeah,
0: if if only it were that easy. And so, so you have this, you know, a significant law enforcement. I mean, I mean, you guys are you are the chief of police for this entire region. You have these various pressures, mm-hmm. um, stresses. Um, and then you have this, these institutions because you're a federal policing agency, contracted the province, dealing with municipalities, you're straddling all of these jurisdictions, and you're having to deal with some of the most complex of our, you know, the balancing acts between societal rights, individual rights, how do you manage that, and then you're, you are the thin blue line bringing chaos, or correction, bringing order to chaos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe in my mind's eye, the Freudian slip is the fact that the chaos is so overwhelming. How do you even bring order to that? I mean, the pressures have got to be enormous on your members and then ultimately to yourself to make sure that you protect your members to the best of your ability.
1: Yeah, one of the biggest issues with our members um, and their exposure to issues is that it is continuous, right? Mm. Um, it uh, It is day after day or week after week, um, of exposure to some pretty uh, difficult things um, certainly things that when I first started my career I didn't even dream it were in the realm of possibilities the mm. evil in the world oh, yeah. the the difficulty of um, the difficulty of, of seeing and hearing families at uh, in their in their very worst moments mm. it's really difficult on our members um, and they might go through one or two or three or fifteen of those kind of issues, mm. but it, they reach a point where that fifteenth, sixteenth issue suddenly becomes the the straw that co- broke the camel's back. The straw that really is the um, the driver of them realizing that they have an issue.
0: It's this this accumulation.
1: It is accumulation. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, so we have each yeah. person is uh, you know uh, this vessel of of how much suffering you can take and you you talk about this being exposed to this to to the evil Mm -hmm. you know as 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 a military member who's served in 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 operations you know i I, i've had the veil of evil removed and i've seen the face of evil and it is extremely traumatizing to how to put that back into a worldview once you face that because there really is i mean to, to quote a um a movie from the Late or early two thousands, you take the red pill, you know, you, and once you've taken the red pill, there's no going back.
1: No, there's no going back. And it's, man, you talk to any first responder; they would love to uh, go back <laughs> from that, but there isn't. Um, but there is ways to to recover from that trauma and to live your life in a mm. happy, well way after the trauma. It's just that it takes work. Oh,
0: and going from a philosophy of trying, of surviving which is what happens when you when the accumulation of damage or when it's an extreme event and you have this this acute break having to go through this this crucible this 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 fire i mean you talk about you're in survival mode absolutely but then you have to have some hope about that you that you can become into in, into thriving so in the rcmp i mean very much built along, along the same philosophical lines as of my, my previous organization at the Department of Defense, uh, the Canadian Armed Forces, how do you find the openness within your organization to discuss, you know, not not just in the abstract, that this a member might be suffering. How, are you able to, to, to have members openly express, like, I'm struggling, I'm suffering, I, I've i been injured, and, and having those personal peer dialogues, you know, when, when no one else is, you know, it's just amongst your peers? Is it,
1: So I would say that the taboo of that of that topic is not completely gone yet. Mm. But we have opened the doors. And I'm, I am very optimistic that those doors are going to continue to keep opening and keep opening. Um, Certainly in, uh, in our area, um, we are having those discussions. uh, Mm. And uh, at, uh, you know, uh, employee with employee, with supervisors and employees. Mm. And I think that it Making it normal to have those conversations is what makes it normal to go seek uh, assistance um, and and see the counseling that they need.
0: Yeah, that you're not you're not weak for being injured, right? You know th- that that this is not something. This is not some deficiency that because of some that, that you have it, that that in fact because of the way that something has happened to you, you now have experienced a real legitimate injury.
1: But I would articulate that that takes some treatment to get to that place.
0: Yeah, oh, and yeah, fair. That <laughs> you know like, that's a real uh, honest statement it, there.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it 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 takes you going and getting help. Yeah. Uh, and doing it over a little period of time mm. before you're you're starting to to accept that and and know that right. Yeah. Um, it's your peers that help you that have gone through the process. Sure, um, that can help you through that road. But when you're when you're, I think still. When that individual is 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 hurting and in that place, that really dark place, um, they are often resistant to getting help because they don't want to face it. They don't want to face the difficulty of going and getting counseling because it's not easy either. Oh,
0: and, and 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 there are there are no easy answers. But you, you you bring up something which is I guess one of the reasons why we're here, why we're coming together is is creating this you know a grassroots, peer-directed. You know, expert-backed um, hub of wellness. So, is are there any within your personal experience or what you've been exposed to? Is there any key things that that you found to keep you well or help you along your path to wellness?
1: Um, so, I'm still on my path, on my path to wellness. Mm. Uh, I can tell you that I'm still in treatment. I have been diagnosed with uh, operational stress injury. Okay. Um, I have found some things that didn't work, mm. um, but I've uh, certainly found some things that work for me and really it's about grounding. Being present in the moment and mm. learning how to do that um, has, has been the most beneficial for me, but I'll tell you that that, uh, that has taken work to get there.
0: It's like when you're first doing a, uh, a physical exercise for the first time and, and, and all of a sudden you're doing it correctly and you're, you're, you're engaging a muscle you never knew you had. I mean, this is the first time I did yoga. That was part of my wellness <laughs> path. I was like, what the deuce? I've never bent my spine this way. But then you feel it. You recognize what it is. And then you can do the, you know, the repeat action. <laughs> and and kind of like grounding. The first time I went through a grounding exercise, I mean, I'm a skeptic. Mm -hmm. you know i I think i was born in the wrong uh, era i mean i'm uh, you know really a throwback from the 1950s and then being you know a man out of time but then going through that and realizing oh no there is something to this this is not just some pie in the sky hippy dippy talk this is like legitimate real Mm -hmm. piece to access part of my humanity that i need to access and then you're in the moment
1: absolutely and when i first started thinking about it what was hard for me about being in the moment was my brain uh runs quickly uh very quickly it's like a hamster and like like most people i'm like i'm never going to be able to stop enough to be in the moment yeah but the practice is actually to try to bring yourself back to the moment again and again so you can actually practice that um, and once I realized that it was the practice of coming back to the moment, mm. I finally was able to be in that moment. So it is, it's uh, hugely powerful and well worth it.
0: Well, and, and, and imagine you being, uh, w- with your mind being able to calculate and move so fast. That's been um, one of your strengths, you know, and, and has allowed you to, to ex- succeed because you're able to outthink a situation, move ahead of it, don't, don't get caught off guard. Yep. So you're being rewarded professionally. And then now you're having to take this huge strength, and find a way to dial that back and get it now. I, I yep. mean, and
1: it's yeah. been a huge coping skill for me oh, uh, yep. through my my operational stress injuries. So mm. to dial that back has been a learning experience, but again, super well worth it. It 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 has changed my life.
0: Well, that's that's I like hearing that. You know what? So one of the things about how I how I I, I want to be positive. It's too easy to, to, to look into the negative. I mean, we need to be aiming at the positive and, and thinking about that because what, we're aiming creatures. What we aim at, we drive towards. I mean, even when they're teaching you how to drive, you know, you, where you're looking, you will automatically turn the wheel because we're aiming animals. This is, this is like a, a, a primal part of your how our minds work. So when you're aiming to the positive, you guide towards the positive. It's where you're shooting for. So if you're looking to the best version of yourself... Do you have a vision of what that would look like?
1: Yeah, being in the moment much more. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it, we were talking about it last night, um, just experiencing the experience, mm. um, taking yeah. that time to just experience the experience, yeah. to put a pause on that on, on that uh, spinning mind mm-hmm. and just being able to be present. And I think that, that that would be, if I can do that much more, that would be amazing.
0: So building on that, Trying to be do you have something that you're because I love the story of, uh, of the Greeks uh, and they talk about Pandora's box. are you familiar with the, with this Greek myth? When Pandora opens the box, all the horrors of the world are visited upon it: famine, plague, war, murder. Yep. And at the end, the last thing to leave is actually humanity's great gift and it's the gift of hope. It's, it, it actually makes human beings we're, we're you know endurance machines and, be, and, and the key to that endurance is hope. So in that light, is there something that you would... What are you hoping for? Whether it's for the Wellness Centre, whether it's for you personally, whether it's for your detachment, whether it's for your organisation, is there something that you are hoping for?
1: Yeah. So first, I really am hoping for all of that, uh, all of those things, myself, uh, the organisation, my detachment, our detachment, Mm. um, and this organisation. I really do hope for the... the, um, the release of that stigma, so that when we can talk about it right at the get-go, right mm-hmm. at that 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 time of event of things happening, that we have those peer-to-peer discussions, where somebody who's been through it can help guide the other person through that um, through that uh, tunnel of hope, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you yes you ha- yes you have an operational stress injury. It's not the end of the world. Let's go here and there is hope for you and i, I that that would be what i really want to see uh, so, this wellness center providing and almost like a
0: resiliency factory yeah, yeah
1: yeah but having having people that have been through yeah. it helping through helping other people to see how incredibly amazing that experience is
0: no uh, and that fills me with quite a bit of hope and i i, I love it. that's a great vision so On that note, we'll finish up. I want to thank you so much. It's just been uh, really illuminating and very uplifting. So on that note, you may be alone, but we can be alone together.